Well, hello, folks. <laughs> that sucked. Welcome to We the Peeps, the American soccer podcast in which you are going to get to know everything that you need to know and probably don't want to about the U.S. men's national team as well as the U.S. kids national team as well as on occasion but not today, the U.S. women's national team. I'm Clayton and I'm a rapper. I'm Ty. I manage a web design company called Cantilever. And the We Loaded Nats. That we do. I guess. I guess. It's we the people. It's we the people. It's we the people. It's we the people. Is your website a headache for your organization? A slow or hard to use website drives customers away, but Cantilever can help. Our dedicated support department can act as your in-house team, handling everything from system upgrades to speed improvements to major design changes. We've been in business since 2011 and have maintained sites for clients like IBM, Esquire Magazine, and Flatiron School. You can access Cantilever's top-notch design and development talent without the cost and overhead of a full-time hire. Plans start at just $2,000 a year and are customized to suit your needs and budget. To get started with Cantilever, visit cantilever.co slash WTP. That's cantilever.co slash Whiskey Tango Papa. Huh. That was new. Well, huh. What's different in my, in my life right now? What changed? In the blink of an eye. Looking around, my, my clothes are the same. My room is the same. Oh. Yep. Just a quick uh, advert in there, shall we? <laughs> we shall. I, I really do run that web design company. It's a real thing. So if you need some help, holla. Yeah. Holla at your boy. Please do. And if you need some adverting, if you need a, a platform upon which to uh, post your advertisements, reach out to us. And I'll tell you where, at WTP Pod is a great place on Twitter. Where's that? It's it's at du- Wilbur Tango Pizza Pod. Oh, Wilbur Tango Pizza. Yes, of course. Uh, not not the other um, double V D uh, <laughs> E. Victor <pod>. Victor. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on, uh, folks. Welcome. Uh, every everything feels like a little bit of a sludge fest here. Um, yeah, it's it's sad. There's we have will. lots yeah. of sad news to bring to you on this app, but I promise. That if you've uh, if you're just getting into this team, things I promise that things might get better at some point. How's that? We guarantee that things might get better <laughs> someday, folks. We're gonna we're we've joined today to discuss the final friendly, the 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 penultimate, the warm up to the warm up to the warm up to the World Cup, which is of course uh, this friendly in advance to the Gold Cup. Okay, so the game was against uh, Venezuela for the men's national team, the senior team, um, and uh, we lost by a large margin. However, uh, we also have other teams to talk about. Uh, maybe it's better over better there. Better teams. We've got uh, cooler the, teams. We've <laughs> we've got the cool, very cool children's national team um, of the male persuasion, uh, which national team with a Z (laughs) Zango, uh, Wilbur Zango. Um, it is the under twenties, of course, uh, marshaled by the fishy. So stay tuned for that. Sadly, not great news there either. Um, let's get through this game. If yeah, let's, let's just, uh, get through it. But first, um, we are going to have to mention, a roster at some point. So here's what I'll do, folks. I'm going to recap because it's part of the ritual, this friendly versus Venezuela. We'll then talk about the uh, roster, the final roster for the Gold Cup, a little bit about the game, and then triage what went wrong with the under-20s. Remember that if a you lot. are... So many things. <laughs> if you are uh, just joining us for the very first time, um, we're sorry that you're joining us on a down note, but it's not always a bummer. We love this team, and good stuff happens sometimes. So clips, click subscribe so that you don't miss the good parts. Uh, how about that? There is no light without darkness. 
that is technically, we say it a lot yeah, on this show. It's philosophically <laughs> correct, although I, there's also no light if there's only darkness. <laughs> also true. Shit. Oh, man. It seems to be the case sometimes. But uh, oh, hit man. that subscribe. And also, if you've been with us for a while and you've thought about it, been like, I like these guys. Uh, this is an enjoyable. I've been enjoying the She the Peeps miniseries in which... Um, myself, Clayton, discusses the women's national team with Kwam Das, the Kwaminator, the Kwam Father, Kwami. Um, if you've been enjoying all that kind of stuff and you've never given us a review and a rating, please do that, five stars, please. End of housekeeping. So, folks, uh, let's go ahead and line them up. Burr, 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 burr. It will be both gloves. It's your boy, no, Man number City. One. Clear number, number one, one. Clear number one. And we'll find out why that's confusing today for Zach Steffen, both gloves. You're in. You're in uh, with, a, with a bullet. Is that a phrase? In with a bullet. Sure. Yeah, we'll see how it goes. Uh, yeah. Back again, it's your boy Omar Gonzalez, Galaxy, Omar Galaxy Quest. Galaxy, why is he still here? <laughs> still here, why is he, he is still here? Holding on like those hair plugs. All right, uh, we got Matt Miazga. <laughs> Uh, also, the other Franco, the other Franco who is, is getting kind of beefy, isn't he? I like that. He's beefy. Um, yeah. Welcome, He's boy. welcome back, rising star of twenty nineteen. <laughs> starting to look like a bunch of kill bosses. Rising star of twenty nineteen, Nick Lima. Um, you know him. Totally. You never loved totally him. Totally the rising star of 2019. <laughs> he is here to stay. He's he's the new Sueño. <laughs> then we've got then we've got Tim Ream, of course, uh, who is also holding on. Really just holding on. Clinging on. In the midfield, we're gonna have the future captain, though hopefully it gets better than this. I love you, Trap. You're a nice guy, Will Trap. Um, but not showing much on the field these days. Uh we're also gonna have uh, Roldan, Christian Roldan. And locked in starter. Locked in. Christian Roldan. We love him. Oh my gosh. What's the name of the coach of this team that we cover on a daily and weekly basis? Greggy B. Greggy B. Greggy B just loves Roldan and he's back again. And then Weston McKenney, the, uh, the, the true hope out there on the field. Uh, we're also going to see our favorite nipples, uh, the areola nipples. Two nipples. Uh, two of them. Both nipples. Get out there. And then a newcomer, uh, this guy Boyd. What's his first name? Tyler. Tyler. Welcome in, Tyler. Uh, not so bad out there. And yeah, of course, rising star, 2015 Giasi Zardes. This game was rough. It looked okay for the Nats for about 10 minutes, and then it got bad. Uh, so we saw two goals. Uh, or one goal early on from a Matt Miazga giveaway to a Zach Steffen fumble. And then uh, two goals in quick succession in the 30th and 36th minute. Um, my highlight for the second goal here is Taylor Twelman prophetically, like the wise one that he is, says, uh, says uh, Rondon's in about 10 seconds before this goal occurs. Oh, and oh he's yes. simply silent. So we love you, Twelman. Great job. Called it. 3-0. Uh, going into half. Before we do go, though, Weston McKenney would show a couple good shots and a very nice foul. So thank you for your service, McKenney. Yeah, he Not took a chunk out of that dude's leg. He was the he was trying to turn this shit around, and I appreciate that. Literally, nothing happened in the second half. Um, you could mention that Josie Altador is back with the team, but I didn't notice. Uh, he's back. We also saw Walker Zimmerman. Dwayne. Wait, you didn't hear them? You didn't hear them analyzing how his holdup play was. So instrumental in <laughs> instrumental. the U.S. attack, yeah. sparking to life in yeah. the second half. It really, it really turned things around, and yeah. uh, we tied Thank the second God half. Thank God we have someone who can play the mythical position, hold up, so well. <laughs> we, we, you can't argue with the results there. Uh, one point if out it's of a, the second half. It's a four-one, four-one zero. <laughs> You've got one hold up and no striker. We also saw. Uh, Walker Zimmerman, Dwayne Holmes, Jordan Morris, and Nick Lovitz. Uh, Nick Lima, Nick Lovitz. Lima Lovitz. Nick, Nick Lovitz. Wait, what's his first name? Daniel. I don't care. Who All right, cares? Daniel Lovitz. Uh, but Lovitz, <laughs> Lovitz Lima, rate us five stars, please. We, we care. Uh, Lovitz Lima, you know, is, is really on the rise here. The, the duo of mediocrity out there. Um, 
and uh, that's oh about God. it. It sucked a lot. A, cu- a couple final uh, We the Peep style highlights was that the in the 76 minute, uh, everyone, everyone, uh, a lot of people sucked in this game, not including the Venezuelans who were on point in a lot of ways. Um, but the yeah, uh, the the assistant ref there fumbled the substitute board and uh, was cut <laughs> to while still trying to figure out the numbers. And I appreciated that. I missed that. It was wow. it was a good time and quite in keeping with the game. Also in keeping with this game, if you watched it on Fubo streaming streaming uh, service, you shout may also have seen shout out Fubo. You may also have uh, witnessed this game. The final whistle goes. Um, and it cuts straight to the lyrics, hello, darkness, my old friend from the song <laughs> sound of silence for a car commercial, which was just perfect. Oh, just peachy. absolutely perfect. Uh, it sucked a lot. Ty, what were your first impressions? The over-reliance and bias towards MLS players, particularly MLS players who came through the college system. In Greggy B's plans are already starting to hurt us. Yeah. So we're we're on the verge of competitive matches. We're getting to that point where teams like Venezuela are really gearing up for tournaments. They're putting out a good good eleven, and it's it's becoming clear. If it, you know, it's been clear to many, but hopefully, it's becoming clear to all. That Nick Lima, Will Trap, Christian Roldan, Giassi Zardes are not national team starters. They're just not. I mean, I, I can't re- I can't recall a performance that I've seen from Trappington in the twenty fucking matches that we've had since Trinidad. Um, that that stood out to me, where he put his his mark of authority on that number six position. And he's it's it's to the point now where he's a liability. And I'm just I'm picking on him as an example, but he's he's a perfect uh case because Berhalter is obviously biased towards the three fringe national teamers who he had at the Columbus crew to the extent that he, he wouldn't even consider the thought that somebody else should be starting above Zach Steffen. And that even though he says that Josie is the number one striker in America, apparently. He's choosing to start Giassi Zardes in our last dress rehearsal before the Gold Cup. So some something's very deeply wrong here, where the coach seems to have no barometer for the actual talent level of these players and is, is completely in the tank thinking that a bunch of MLS players are going to be able to, to go up against the best in CONCACAF, which we find out time and time again is not true. Not true today, never has been true. Never will be true. Uh, Ty, can you address for us, as I was putting together my roster, I, I, I just kind of found my mind uh, blanking on a lot of these names. If you haven't noticed, I've already forgotten Greg Berhalter's name. And this, and it's a Dave lot like... Dave Berhalter. Yeah, Davey B. Uh, <laughs> Davey B. From the block. <laughs> um, it's the same thing that happens to my girlfriend's ex-boyfriends, whose names I just can't remember. And... Uh, that's what's happening to Gavin? some of the players. Ga- what was it? Gavin? What's his face? I don't remember. Um, that's what's happening to some of the players on this team. And there was one name that I just could wanted to write down on this uh, starting 11 and in, this, in the subs even somewhere. I wanted to be able to write this person's name down. And I wasn't. Ty, who was it? And what the fuck happened? Was that not Wait, clear enough? That was not clear at all. Josh Sargent. <laughs> Oh, oh, yeah. There was a, there was a, uh, yeah, a, a sergeant-sized gap in the team. That's for sure. Is am I the only one? I thought, I thought that was so obvious that I could lead up to it like that. But let me say, I am. I was, I was sad not to see Josh Sargent on this roster. Um, Ty, what happened? And were there any other? Did you have any other thoughts on the final Gold Cup roster? Yes. Um, so yeah, my, my whole take on the game is that it's an indictment on the roster choices. And so we can get into what those choices were. Uh, the, the roster came out with a couple surprises. There were mainly the players who are missing, who should have been included were injuries. So you got to be fair to, to Greggy B on that count. Uh, Brooks injured 
Horvath injured, Yedlin injured, uh, three notable ones. The big drop was Sargent, who they reserved from playing in the 20s so that he could play in the Gold Cup, only they picked Giassi Zardes ahead of him. Under the guise that Giassi Zardes is ahead right now, is a better player right now than Josh Sargent. That's that's ludicrous. Giassi Zardes is barely, barely functional for the national team. He's a great guy. I'm really glad he does well in MLS, but we have seen him for 50-plus caps. He is not good enough for the national team. Josh Sargent has played 300 minutes for the national team and has two goals. Giassi Zardes has played 50-plus games and has seven goals. So Josh Sargent actually has a better ratio of goals to games than Giassi Zardes does in his young career. Yeah. And, and how many how many in, starts do you think Giassi Zardes is getting at Werder Bremen? Exactly. This season in the Bundesliga, Josh Sargent had 200 minutes, and he scored two goals. How many goals is Giassi Zardes going to score in his 200-minute cameo in the Bundesliga? So we're talking small sample sizes. I mean, you can go even further. You can say... Uh, the second team at uh, Werder, they're playing in the you know fourth tier of Germany, and Josh Sargent bangs in goals for them. I mean, just at, in in whatever comparison you want to make, uh, Zardes's resume, eye test, qualifications, whatever is is not up to what Sargent brings to the table. That's right now. Yeah, we be talking bouts now. What we're seeing is a huge, huge bias towards the players who Berhalter has coached and has seen the last couple of years coaching in MLS and the sort of methodology of growing, you know, talent that he seems to favor. So, you know, the, the stat came out in the, uh, early in the game that I think it was Roldan, Trap, and Ariola were the players who have started all the games. And that was put. That was posed as a positive, <laughs> and it just makes you. It just highlights the level of mediocrity that's acceptable for this national team nowadays. So you know, in, in another situation, the performances from those players, while okay at times, would not be enough to just lock you in as a starter for for ostensibly one of the best national teams in the region. So I, I'm I'm uh, I'm getting to the end of my rope already. I I sure hope the team proves me wrong, and I think that after the Guyana match, I think a lot of people will be feeling a lot better. Um, but what's worrying me is not just the performances; it's the composition of the roster, it's the the reluctance to you know see um, more overseas players. There are a lot of players who who I was realizing oh. They're not on the radar because Berhalter never took the chance to bring them in. And he tried out a whole lot of mediocre MLS players, uh, as did Sarakan. But we're still leaving a lot of guys out who, who could be potential options. And it's not, it's not like they're going to totally dramatically change the, the you know, composition of the team. But just giving us a little bit of that extra edge and, and bite um, throughout the team would be really useful. Yeah, it's getting for real. This is the, like, the, the, there was a lot of weird silk screens for Greggy B to hide behind up until now. Um, and this this is the first time that I think it's gen, it's totally fair to have major criticisms of this coach. And I think that what we're seeing is, is, is going to get a lot worse. Uh, another example, another sort of bad sign is... Greg's like pervading narrative of, well, I'm just so surprised at how hard it is to like handle all the different uh, schedules. It's just, and there are two reasons why that's fucking ridiculous. The first is that it's an excuse. Uh, You're, you're, you're showing us a roster and you're giving us an excuse that I, we've been following this team uh, on the pod for three coaches off the pod for more than that. I've never, ever heard of a single national coach for any team complaining about how difficult it is to manage the different club schedules. That's fucking absurd. That's a prerequisite, a basic function of the job 
is that you will have to do this. So the fact that he's com- he seems surprised by that is majorly concerning and concerns uh, that extend up to the position uh, that Ernie Stewart holds where it's like, Ernie, Absolutely. what the fuck are you doing? That you're, that this guy, that not only that you hired a guy who's unable to handle this situation, but that you yourself are unable to step in and alleviate the immense difficulty of figuring out who's available when it's a fucking joke to me. And, and it's a serious problem because it, it matches right in line with the with the choices of MLS players it's like this guy totally. literally actually only understands the MLS game that's and that is not a joke like i think for you the listener out there you might be giving this guy uh, as i did the benefit of the doubt on his understanding of the world game because it's like he's a pro right he's been doing this his whole life he he, must- he played in germany he must have a sense for how this goes. And and look, I'm sure that he does. And I'm sure that there are things he understands that I don't. But it's becoming very clear that he did not understand this position and that it's that he's not prepared to handle it. I, I, I've thought through this process that there will be a point where he goes, OK, you know, in those friendlies, it was great. I got to use... Zardes and Trap and Stefan, like old times. But now it's the group stage of the World Cup. I can't do that anymore. How confident are you that Will Trap is not starting a World Cup qualifier tomorrow? I am confident that he is. <laughs> and and yeah. we got a fucking problem here. That's because a this huge is not problem. This is not working. It's not okay. And so I am taking this here moment to stake to put my steak in the ground and it's a medium rare steak that i got from key foods <laughs> and and Do you i need will, a shovel and i will say okay. <laughs> i need a shovel for my for my key food steak and i will say that this is not going to work with greg and uh i wish him the best i do but i don't think this is going to work you don't there's no there's no circumstance under which you see a team with this many options and this much funding perform this poorly and think, oh, he's going to turn it around later. Um, he, Jen, it is clear that he meant to play well today, uh, today during in this game versus Venezuela, and it's clear Certainly. that he was he was doing his best. This is not this is not an interim situation. This is not a this is not a trial run for players. He was he really was doing his best to get the best roster and to play a good game, and he fucking failed miserably. The shit's not going to go well. And that being said, as I did with you know when 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 the time came to turn on Jurgen. Uh, love you too, Jurgen. Thank you for birthing tangentially Swami Jurgen, a character which we know and love on this show. <laughs> Thank you for for birthing Bobby Wood as well. <laughs> and Bobby Wood, he came out of a little chrysalis, who, who in turn you... birthed a little tiny Bobby Wood. Just passionate <laughs> Bobby Woods popping out. Um, there's, there, 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 when when that turn is made, where to say I I don't think this is going to go well. I also have to then hope that it goes poorly enough that he gets fired as quickly as possible. And I don't like to do that, but that's where I'm at. I don't see this. I don't see myself ever trusting this guy after this. I know it's early to say that, but I've seen enough. I don't see this going well. And I hope that the, that the, whatever forces need to happen to get us moved on to a better coach happen and get at me on Twitter at WTP pod. I know that's volatile. I know that it's, that's extreme, but when we're, when, and if we are six, seven, a year and a half down the line from today and Greggy B's still fucking it up for us, get at me then watch, this is going to be bad and it's going to take too long. Yes. My, my one straw left is the thought that he's, he knows that Bradley doesn't have a lot in the tank. He knows, you know, Adams, of course, he's saving for the start of the Gold Cup. And he, he is looking at the Guyana game as a friendly and as, as an automatic three points, which I certainly don't like that attitude, um, but I can, I can see it. I can see it. It's a, it's a very, very low-ranked team. So maybe, maybe his plan is to really trot out the actual first-choice 11 in the next game. And that's really actually going to be what he thinks is the best team. Uh, but I'm not holding out too much hope. I think his, his talent is is severely broken. 
<laughs> unfortunately. Uh, so we'll we'll have to see. Um, we'll have to see what 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 happens in the first game. Uh, and I I'm I'm still I'm still ten percent away from where you are, Clayton. But but uh, the the comments the approach so far has been uh, has been has been dicey. And I would say that by the way, whether or not they had lost this game. Oh it's, yeah, it's it's not that it's the it's the fact that these this same core of players who everyone knows to be just okay continue to start and get major major minutes for this national team, and it's like yeah. A lot of the players who I would love to have seen instead are with the U20s. Some of them are hurt. But it's just, how many times does Jossie's artists have to go out there? How many before times? Before people and, and, decide that, just play, play CJ Sapong, play Dom Dwyer. Give someone else of equivalent caliber a shot. Why does Dom Dwyer have eight caps and Jossie's artist has 55 caps? doesn't make it's sense. It's totally insane. And if you're going and if you're saying, all right, I'm, ha- I'm hamstrung, if that's the right term, my terms are all over the place. I'm hamstrung here and I can't, you know, I can't play. Uh, this, this roster's all fucked up from injuries in the U20s and blah, 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 blah. Fine. Why are you trotting out a back three and experimenting? Get, you know what I right, mean? Like right. stick stick to the system then and give give these guys the best chance to show that they can play in the system that this team actually plays. He's showing all kinds of like, just a very unsteady hand. My man's got a shaky ass hand right now, and it's it, yep. it's bad. We'll we'll we will love to be wrong. Would love it. Would love it. Would love it. All right. Enough of that. Still, enough still, of that. you know, still, still got more my, exciting. I got too. I got my U.S. cap on. So we have some more bad news. And guys, I know that this might be a an a, another extreme choice. Okay, but I am not going to play the fishy jingle today okay oh i'm not gonna do it because it's one of the sounds i love the most and it brings me the most joy and if you've never heard it click subscribe because <laughs> we'll have <laughs> it again but i'm not gonna play that shit for what just happened in the under 20s ty can you tell us what went down so uh the u.s lost to ecuador just a little context if it's your first yeah. uh, if you're just first episode just joining us you uh the under 20 uh world cup has been happening and it's been amazing the US got out of the group stage and then somehow defeated the France the actual France in a Le serious France. uh you know head to head tete a tete uh, that ooh, uh, oh yeah, that that, uh, that <laughs> he went there. That had us. There it is. That had our hearts. They had our hearts. And then what happened? Well, those hearts have been broken, and it's not. It, it it's uh, it was it was a subpar performance from a team that was pretty worn out. Um, where uh, some of the the tactical issues from some prior games never quite got worked out. Um, the, and the just for the viewers, who did, who did yeah. we play, and and what was the final score? We we lost to Ecuador. The score was two to one. Uh, the narrative of the game was that uh, Ecuador scored on a, a peach of a goal from outside the box, um, uh, striking first. With the the notable issue being that uh, Alex Mendez was not pressuring the yeah. the the ball carrier, and so gave him lots of space to shoot. Yeah, these Ecuadorians, um, by the way, if if Yon already know, uh, these guys are fucking tanks. Don't be fooled te- by the team senior team. These guys yeah, are team these good. guys are legit. Yeah. They look um, they look like Ener Valencia. Every single one of them. All of them. Uh, the the U.S. got one back through Timo Wea. With a, a a nice little uh, trap and volley, got it right back. Um, game on. From, one one. Got it right back. Game on. And but but that that um, so it went into halftime one one. But that kind of papered over how the U.S. just was disjointed in the first half. Couldn't string passes together. Kept kicking the ball out of bounds. Looked very much like the old U.S. MNT. The current U.S. MNT. <laughs> the uh, current and all a- the, aging. The historic USMNT identity, <laughs> and not like the uh, Johan Cruyff-inspired version of themselves that they showed in the first two games uh, of this tournament. The, the ball was not zipping around the way that it was in yeah. those games. Um, and, uh, you know, uh, so 
that 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 happens. Second half, uh, there's a shot that uh, comes off the crossbar from from Ecuador, and um, and no one in the U.S. backline is able to to react quickly enough, and uh, Ecuador gets uh, two players in front of the U.S. defense. One passes to the other, which is not offsides if it's backwards. Come on Maurice now, Adu. come on now, Maurice. <laughs> come on, come now. on Mo. <laughs> Adu, by the way, who's uh, who certainly started out uh, rough in his broadcasting, but has grown into the tournament a little bit. Unlike the uh, he, he has Max. grown into the tournament. Yes, uh, he's yeah. They both he and the the um, the play by play gentleman who has, whose name I can't remember. They try like right after the play happened. They're like, oh, this is obviously going to be pulled back. Like, yeah, yeah, he's way in front of the last defender. Like, totally easy offsides. Not remembering that if you pass the ball backwards, it's not offsides. (laughs) So did the entirety of Twitter, by the way. So all of Twitter for five minutes was was going insane about this this offsides decision. And then after it was confirmed by Dr. Joe Matnick, Isha boy, Dr. Joe. <laughs> fucking boy. After Dr. Joe comes in and is like, of course, since the player is behind <laughs> the line of the ball. Then Marisa Du and the the uh the play-by-play guy are like, oh yeah, from this angle, right. it we totally didn't see, they looks didn't show like this the balls. Before. <laughs> they didn't show this angle before. Angle yeah, we would have totally show. seen that. It just had like a new shiny graphic on it that made it clear. But yeah, I want I want Dr. Joe explaining like when I when I pull my my chicken out of the oven and it's not fully yeah. cooked, I want him to explain to me right. why uh, when I when I this temperature I, is not serve safe. <laughs> when, when I get in the short line at Whole Foods and end up getting <laughs> cashed out before the long line, I want Doctor Joe there to explain it. Just... <laughs> Tax season, everything's better with Doctor Joe. You're in the twenty items or more. And you only hold in one <laughs> box of raspberries. It's clear. <laughs> now, I had a question for you, Clayton. Brief tangent. Yeah. Uh, Dr. Joe, is that a, a is that a work from home situation? <laughs> Dude. <laughs> is he is he like chilling with the grandkids? Watching I, games and then I he just gets wonder. a call. I mean, he's probably in studio. I gotta is he, think because if he's in, because they go to him, they go to him, and in two minutes he's on. <laughs> so he is he just like on call for every single match, every game that in- that Fox comes. <laughs> is he, does he just like roll up to the studio, drink a cup of coffee, he's got seven, and games if they need playing. him, he's there. <laughs> Maybe I don't know, dude. I don't know, but that is the best ref job in the world. Like Completely. he doesn't. He has no pressure. He's just right always. He's yeah. he's he comes in. He broadcasts for a total of ninety seconds a game, and he's the most memorable aspect of every broadcast. It's awesome, dude. How do you get that job? Shout out, Doctor Joe. Shout out, Doctor Joe. Nominee. So, <laughs> like, dude, put that one on the fucking <laughs> list, yo, peeps. Shout him out. Oh, so Dr. Joe confirms that this is not offsides. Here's the thing. All right. So we end up U.S. like you can feel that this is going to be a loss. The clock winds down. Yeah. You know, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Um, it, it happened. We lost. It happens. Uh, what are you going to do? Here's the thing. It is true it is worth noting, this was not as good of a performance as against France or perhaps in, in some of the group stage games, uh, but it wasn't as bad as the senior team. It was, it no, was still, certainly it, not. you know, this was the same team that, that we know and love and that had captured our hearts. And it's also true that the luck that they received, remember, in that quarterfinal against France, a bunch of lucky <laughs> shit went down. That luck went back the Emble, other Emble. way in this game. There was... They're, handball, they're, handball, 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 hand, handball, ball, handball, handball. <laughs> they, the luck went back around. They, they got, uh, there was a bunch of weird yellows. Like the players would come in both sub twice. A U.S. sub came in and got an immediate yellow on some light ass shit. That really makes you wonder. Um, there was a lot of calls that, you know, just felt it just felt a little bit now i'm not gonna say weighted slash bribed but i will say a little unlucky uh here for the u.s so that's worth mentioning also worth mentioning that they did not fully they didn't 
die out. They didn't freak out. They didn't start hitting shit long uh, necessarily. They did make no, mistakes. No, the didn't. fatigue yeah, was showing, but they job. played their game and they lost to a very good uh, Ecuador side. So yeah, and the, the 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 tournament as a whole, they played five matches. They won three and they lost two. The two losses that they had were both to semifinalists. That's so right. Ukraine still in Ukraine. this thing. Yep, and they lost to Ecuador, both 2-1, narrow narrow defeats to two of the semifinalists. So, it's safe to say that the US was was among the best teams at this tournament. And the US is the only country to make the round of 8 in the last 3 U20 World Cups. Uh, and that's, and that's a, a that's a to really tab. serious accomplishment. Yeah. And that and absolutely, I think Tab is not getting enough credit right now for this for this sustained record of success absolutely um and you know i mean that literally like no one else has done that brazil hasn't done that you know england hasn't done that france hasn't even done that i say tab for president man i came i i i i put my juicy medium rare steak in the ground and i'll put another right next to it uh tab tab for for uh manager of the senior team let's go let's do this thing i want now to to criticize some of tab's decisions oh yeah please um, do well he he had one that to me was uh was reasonable going in but uh which was to pick durkin and i th- i think durkin is talented he had a bad game but the, the reaction but after the game was was oh it should have been Cervania or, or Cerio. Uh, which I thought was kind of silly because Durkin missed the last game and he should have been fresh. He just had a bad game. Also, Uh, Ulianez showed why he's not getting starts, which is that he never passes. Yeah, he no likey the pass. He no likey the pass pass. If he does pass, he passes to the central defender or the goalie. He's like got, he's, he's on 10 always. He's got no like moderation. (laughs) He's got no chill. No chill. Ulianez. He's a he's a freight train when he's on the ball. He's yeah, fantastic. Yeah, he's going to be a good player, but he's got a passy pass pass. Yeah, he, he um, yes, he's going to he's going to get that uh lesson in in Germany, I think. So so the 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 team I thought after the first two games of this tournament where they they really did a excellent job against Ukraine and kind of got picked off twice but dominated the game and then they comprehensively beat Nigeria and they did it with this free flowing uh you know Tiki taka quick runs, uh, cut back offense. That was just fantastic. Um, I thought that this was going to be the quantum leap team. You know, that this would be the one where it was like, we the style changed, the players were of such a higher technical level. This is where it really started to come together. And by the end of the tournament, I have to say, it didn't live up to that level of improvement. But it was an improvement over the last group. The last group was was Cameron Carter Vickers, uh, Eric Palmer Brown, um, Sargent, but also a lot of very mediocre players who I don't think have much of a shot at all at at you know being important senior players. And what we saw in this squad is a, a decent number of kids who are at some of the best academies in in Europe, and then you had some real standouts from MLS. Guys who I think are going to be leaders, you know, not not just sticking with their teams, but but real stars in their teams for a long time in MLS. So, um, so I, I think I think this team was overall, uh, you know, satisfactory run out. We didn't meet our uh, success criterion of getting to the semifinals, but uh, the run was excellent. The style at times was scintillating, and I'm I'm really. I'm truly excited to see what these kids do in their careers because there's there was just so much talent on display in all of these games and so many great moments. All right, I'd like to leave it there uh because it's that's a positive note and it's really pretty beautiful. Good job, boys. If I could if I could fly Chris Gloucester in, oh my god. to to Gold Cup camp, yeah. I mean Give me some of that. Absolutely. Chris Gloucester. Chris Richards, too. Dirk, Chris you Richards. Know, Chris Richards is the real fucking deal. You do not see center backs that are this good very often. Mark my fucking words. Yeah, yeah. He, he, and he does things in, the, in vintage, vintage center back fashion in where you never think that he's going to lose the ball. But that, that's exactly 
it is that his positioning he's he's he uh, he aligns himself with these plays in a way that makes it look like he's the only guy who could have you know headed that ball or he's the only or he played the easy pass it looks like that but look compare that to the situations that Keita found himself in you think everything is over over and over over again again. 50 50 balls that he lost and Chris Richards never he every once in a while gets a 50 50 ball because he's Richards Island over there yeah man he's he is fucking so good um and we saw a lot of other good things any final final notes here on this oh uh, final note my final note is that Ecuador was Timo Weah's best game. Yeah. And he was outstanding. I mean... He was. He, he was He really, still dribbled really into the defense a decent amount. But he had this one particular play where he sort of like... He received a ball back to goal, and he kind of like flicked it and then ran around his defender, and then I think megged somebody. <laughs> it was like, what? Like, you just don't see this level of talent and audacity from an American kid. And he was he was doing things that I don't think anybody else in the pool can do right now. Coming into the tournament, I kind of thought it's going to confirm that he's just one of those players who's, like, always roughly as good as his level, you know? Yeah. And I think coming out of this tournament, I'm, I'm much higher on on his prospects. And, you know, PSG... Maybe it happens in a year, two years, but I think he's going to be a good pro somewhere. He's going to be a good national teamer for a long time. And we just desperately need inspiration, creativity, energy, speed. Like these are, these are qualities the, the national team is, is, is in short supply of. And, and so any infusion of that we can get is great. And the move, the move of, uh, for Timo of saying, I want to play for the 20s. I want to be a leader on this team. Going down and doing that. Now, I did notice that uh, after he scores, Paxson Palmacall starts to give, captain of the team, by the way, starts to give the team a speech, and Wea steps in front of him and tries to take over the speech. So that's a bit much, my man. Maybe, uh, <laughs> maybe tone that down. He's got down. adrenaline. But, so um, has some adrenaline but you know going. what? He, he defended. So the, the move for a player like him to say, I want to play for the 20s and not not to be the, uh, entitled to a senior national team call-up, to be excited, to be a leader on a team, is unique. That's a weird choice for a guy like him. The other thing that's unique that I saw from him is that he is clearly, very clearly, inspired by Neymar, okay? He oh, does absolutely. so many things like Neymar, and that could be a problem, except for the fact that he defends his ass off. He's not a great defender, but he's a fast guy, and he got his body into so many situations deep on breaks, on in random places. He was working. He, he was working. He is such a hard worker. I, it's great it's, to see. It's, it's amazing to see, and you think the kid is literally the son of a president. He's, he's had money and status and privilege for his whole life. And I think there are, you know, the, the most common way that people react to that is by taking it a little easy. But this is the, the sort of opposite reaction to that, which is like, no, I'm not going to take, you know, in, in, the, in this particular regard, when I'm on the field, I'm not going to be treated differently than anybody else. I'm going to go out and prove that I'm, I'm worth it. And, and that's what he does with his work rate and with his skill. And so I, I, I come away from this tournament uh, more high on him for the national team than I was before. Still 19 years old, plenty of, uh, plenty of pro minutes ahead of him, and I, I can't wait to see where he takes it. All right. I know we're going over time here, but I got oh. to ask because, uh, because I'm so curious. And we might not be able to talk about this. We'll never be able to talk about this 11 again. So we may as well juice it. Yes, completely. Um, you're, you can bring one. I could guess what's your answer, but I won't. You're, you can bring one person up from the 20s to the Gold Cup. Who's it going to be? Oh, and I should have qualified that by saying not Timo. Oh, not Timo. Okay. He's, he is already a senior. He's gotten call-ups. He plays. He's, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's okay, already okay, yeah. there. So uh, uh, other than Timo, who do, who's one the player to one cap. player to cap? I I would honestly go for Gloucester. I thought so. That was my because guess. Because I think uh the the uh fullback situation continues to be thin. Yeah. I don't know if he's going to displace the rock that is Nick Lima, but he would Christ actually sake. be great at that uh that inverted fullback role. He 
I I don't know if I saw maybe one or two mistakes the whole tournament. Yeah. Where I where it's I thought cold. Man, oh yeah, he got the ball and he just fucked up and he lost the ball. That yeah. is is an exceedingly rare event and that's exactly what you want. He, he reminds me of Hey, here we go. He reminds me of uh, another Hanover player uh from way back in the day, Mr. Steve Trundolo. Who was a little bit more overlappy than than Mr. Gloucester, but but had a lot of those same characteristics where you're like, you know what? He didn't hurt us. And yeah. from your fullback, that's really what you need. You just need solidity. You need dependability. You need him to be in the right place at the right time. And he combines totally well. He can play one-twos. And I, I just think he's, of all the players who I saw in this tournament, he's probably the most senior ready, you know, of the, of the players who haven't made a senior appearance. Um, so, yeah, I would, I would go with him, even though it's not a not a flashy pick. Um but I think Palmacall is another one where Christian Roldan. Uh, is Palmacall above Christian Roldan right now? He's mm-hmm. def- he's younger. He's probably not. My feeling with Paxton Palmacall is that he's a really solid player, uh, but he's not good enough to change the f- way that that the Nats, the senior Nats, play. We're not going to form our tactics around him, and he doesn't already fit the tactics. He, we need we need two eights. Not today. Not today. But he's a he's a very um, radial player, so he he he's very pivoty, and we need players like that are more in the Darlington Nagby, but better uh, style where it's like uh, I'd go for Nags direct. Yeah, we take Nagby <laughs> yeah. too, by the way. <laughs> we take um, Nagby, but we need we need two guys who can defend and who can make cutting lines. So that though they're I think their names are Tyler Adams and Weston McKenney. Um, right. Sadly, we need Tyler Adams at a bunch of other positions. Which is why I bring Serginho Dest. Serginho. buddy. He is, to me, Gloucester, I think, will long-term be the left back for the senior Nats. I, I haven't seen anyone who can do it better. Um, Anthony Robinson let me down. Uh, yeah, I think he's, he's, he's our next best hope. So best of luck to you, Gloucester. But Serginho Dest is a special player. He has some star power, first of all, which you know I like that. Uh, I would, I would, he has that Yedlin-y, um, star power that he's just fucking cool. So I got, he's got my cool bias, uh, but also he's ice cold, unemotional and, uh, very intelligent, very smart guy. He, I noticed in one play, he, uh, there, the U S is tracking back covering a, a counterattack, and he is, he turns his speed down to about half speed in order to make it look like one of the strikers is open. So he's like, he's not just saying, oh, fuck, I got to cover that. He's saying, I dare you to pass that. I got this guy covered as shit. And then he won the ball. So th- this, th- this, that reminds me of how Clint Dempsey plays. Different positions, different styles. But Dempsey does shit like that where it's like, damn, dog. Like, you really thought that shit through. He's like a bunch of moves ahead. Um, and the other thing is Dest is perfect for dribbling into the middle and passy-passy. He does it too much uh, already. Um, so he's perfect for that position. Get Tyler Adams in the center of midfield. Get Trap out of there, and game on. I bring Dest. Do you like angles? Sergio <laughs> <laughs> Dest loves angles. <laughs> this motherfucker's got angles. Uh, yeah, he's, he's, he's a he's bring the bring the protractor, Sergio. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um so that's about it. Uh that's about it I'd say for for this one guys. Uh stay tuned. Uh, We've got Good tournament. Yeah, good run, boys. It was, it was a good run. Congratulations you 20s. You deserve to feel proud and be proud of everything you did. Um but it's And over. you should also feel disappointed. And it could have gone further. Could have definitely taken it further. But Fair enough. Uh, but the 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 run was strong and we're proud of the effort that that they showed in the the Blood, sweat, and tears that they left on the field. Yeah, uh, yeah indeed we are. And so uh, uh, I guess we have to end this episode. As much as I don't ever want to stop talking about this under-20s team. It, I know. It, I never want to stop. I have so many more let's awesome just, things to say. Let's just wait for the Sebastian Soto, dude. This. Sebastian Soto is Sebastian Soto. stock rising. Talk about stock rising. He's on it. This guy, this guy was already being identified and is now more identified than ever. Um, uh, uh, De La, De, De La Soul is your boy, De Conrad Soul. De La Fuente. 
Fuentes, oh, uh, he, he, he's, he's 17, right? He's, se- he's 17, fucking yeah. 17. Yeah. All right, if you thought he got a little disappointing, went a little cold in, through this tournament, just understand he's playing two Give years two up. Years. And his beard Give him is, two years at La Masia. His beard dog. is 26 years old strong. <laughs> Easy. Um, so, all right, we, we have to let it go. But, that guy can buy beer. Yeah. <laughs> well, shut up. <laughs> uh, we do have, although please don't, Conrad. You're really please good don't. at soccer. Just don't do it. Um, we do have a gold cup and most excitingly, uh, every one of these, uh, men's teams has now officially disappointed us, but don't worry, folks, we got good Nats. We got good Nats coming to you in the oh She the People miniseries, so stay fucking posted. We're going to the goddamn World Cup. We didn't do it this sode, and if you stuck with us this whole time, you deserve a peep nomination, so tell us who you are at WTP Pod. Um, you uh, women's Nats fans who listened accidentally listened to this whole episode, waiting for us to discuss the the actual good team, the actual the good Nats. Uh, but it's all right. We will be with you to talk Thailand and hopefully the entire rest of the World Cup, and we will have to be with you for the Gold Cup, uh, for better or for worse. We shall see. Um, I love it when. Uh, I go to a new place in my neighborhood. It can be anything. It could be a grocery store, a bar, even a laundromat that I haven't tried. Uh, it's a mind-expanding experience, and I find that those things are essentially parts of my own home that I didn't already know about, and I think that's great. I also like Eat. it when uh, something makes you... Um, talk to your neighbors you know they're occasionally you usually don't have to do it but from time to time uh in the hallway if you live in an apartment building or perhaps over that fence that white picket fence uh something weird goes down that you know a a balloon floats down from the air or or a a power outage a power outage for instance Uh, and you end up having an actual discussion with the human beings in your area that's nice and i also like it when products come uh, with bags that are so nice, you can just keep using them for other shit. <laughs> but I don't love any of that stuff as much as I still love the Nats. Forever and always. We believe in you, Greggy B. Please, Greg. Prove me wrong. It's we the people. It's we the people.